This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. Welcome back to another episode of On the Nose. I'm your host, Joey Erringman. And, well, first of all, last episode, we discussed different whiskey hobbies in the whiskey world. One of those uh, hobbies we discussed in particular was whiskey aging. So this episode is going to be a deep dive into whiskey aging. And joining me is on the nose legal counselor, Stephen Hercheck. That's what you have not paid me a retainer. That's not that's fair. I want to put, yeah, no, you have signed nothing. I've been paid nothing. I okay, okay, okay. Legal backup. <laughs> I hang out. Uh, you're not getting legal, legal advice. advice. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm here though, and I uh, I often say laws. Yeah, you know more about laws than any of us do, so that's always helpful. <laughs> but anyway, so Stephen has uh, a bunch of the samples that I've kind of toyed around with from uh, the whiskey aging that I've done. So um, he'll be tasting those. I'll be tasting a couple of my samples, and we'll kind of see how things have turned out. I'm excited. Before before we get started, let's get into our whiskey of the week, which is going to be Bushmills. So wheat. So I should just pour myself some of this Bushmills right now then. Yeah, pretty much. Dope. So the the whiskey that I did the most amount of aging and kind of playing around with is Bushmills. So all the whiskey that we're going to be tasting today, all the samples we're going to be tasting is all Bushmills kind of aged at different points. So some quick background on aging. Uh, aging only happens when it's in the barrel. So once you pull it out of the barrel, it stops aging. So if you have a Redbreast 12 on your shelf for 50 years. Yeah, that's an old bottle of Redbreast 12 year, but it's still a whiskey that was only aged for 12 years. Okay, so it's not just going to age just because it's old. Right, right. Yeah. Any any aging has to take place in the barrel. My understanding is that it most whiskeys generally maintain their flavor in the bottle. There might be some change, but almost none that's why when ancient bottles are found there people just usually consider them you know this is what they put in the bottle right yeah i i would totally agree with that um and i think that's partly due to the high alcohol content and it's kind of the opposite of wine where if you leave a bottle of wine sit if it's kind of designed for that that wine will age and grow over time but whiskey usually doesn't yeah it's weird and i can't explain the science behind it now, that's why we should have had Danny here. Dang it. Danny, where are you? Oh, my gosh. So when a whiskey is aging in the barrel, the barrel is expanding and contracting as the temperatures and humidity and the climate adjust. If you take a distillate and age half of it in Kentucky and half of it in Ireland, it's going to come out as two completely different whiskeys just from the environment alone. That's actually awesome. And I spend a lot of time just thinking about that, you know, like a big old whiskey nerd. Yeah, I would love to. I don't know. I, there's got to be a whisk. Someone has to have tried that out there where they take the exact same distillate mash bill and just put it in two barrels and put those barrels in completely different locations. Yeah, there's no way that hasn't been done. Like that was probably done I'm in like thinking. the 1400s. <laughs> So we got to find ourselves one of those whiskeys. Mm. What are you working on there? Oh, I'm drinking an old fashioned. Oh, okay. Classic yeah. Joey. 
Classic Joey. So for my aging experiments, I tried a couple of different things, and I took notes. Ooh, well, well I'm so excited. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Adam Savage has a line that says, it's something like, the difference between science and goofing around is writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, he does. I usually enjoy them. Yes. Um, so we'll kind of we'll kind of break it down into two different rounds of aging that I did. But uh, shout out first of all to Jim Palumbo for getting me my first uh, barrel to start kind of playing around with aging. It was a mini barrel that he got me for my birthday. It was only two liters, but it was still kind of cool to start with. I know he is so thoughtful. He is, and he got it all printed like uh, with my name on it and everything like that. It was pretty. Yeah, cool. it was adorable. You melted when you, I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So to start, I took some distillate, basically unaged whiskey from Middle West Distillery here in Ohio. It was their OIO Rye Distillate Batch Number Twelve, uh, 55% ABV. So it's going to be spicy and hot on the front of the tongue, and then it's going to be burning a little on the back of the tongue because of the high ABV. Um, I put that into the barrel on April 9th, two thousand nineteen, and my first mistake is that I did not taste it often enough. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But especially with a small barrel, it ages much quicker because more whiskey is touching the surface area of the barrel in a small barrel than in a big barrel. Did I explain that right? Uh, Yeah. And I love how you explain it without describing ratios of volume to interior surface area which is where i would get lost in trying to explain that i'd be like see when the the volume it's disproportionate and i'd be going like that for like five minutes so i thought you nailed it yeah yeah well i have to explain it how i would understand it (laughs) (laughs) it's touching it touches and so there's more touching yeah (laughs) so it, so with that, it ages much quicker. And then if you have it, like, say, in your garage where, like, we live in Ohio, where the temperatures fluctuate by 20, 30, sometimes 40 degrees within 24 hours, that barrel is going to expand and contract a ton. Um, yeah. So, again, my biggest mistake was not tasting it enough. And we'll f- I'll find that out later. But I did get my first taste at three months. Um there's strong notes of caramel, and frankly, I probably should have pulled it out about at that point, but I'm like, no. I remember I tried it, and yeah. the thought was, wow, that's great. It can only get yeah. better, right? Well, you'd think. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, distilleries hang on to their barrels and whiskey for, what, two, three, four years, and it just gets amazing. I'm like, I'll let it sit for a yeah. while. It'll be fine. Older is better when it comes to whiskey. Like, that's the thought. Exactly. So tasted it again at six months, and I started getting a lot more of the spicy notes from the rye and oak notes from the barrel, and it was still pretty smooth with notes of caramel. I thought it was at its best at six months. Did you try the six-month one? I don't know if you did, Stephen. I can't say that I did. Okay. Well, I'm like, this is going great. It's getting better. Let's have at it for a little bit longer. So I tasted tasted it again at seven months. And in that month, it had gone from a decent whiskey to a complete oak bomb. Like, all I got was just, like, oak wood. <laughs> it was like chewing on wood. Um, it was like chewing on wood, yeah. yeah. You, you did let me try some of that, so thanks. Um, <laughs> I have a question. Did Did we coin the term oak bomb, or is that, like, a term in the whiskey world? Or is that us? Did you hear it? 
here first, folks. Is that <laughs> no? I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. I don't think I could have come up with something like that on my own. It's pretty solid, and yeah. and we've used that term ever since as something super oaky. It's an oak bomb. Yeah, um, but so this oak bomb was just harsh notes of oak spice. It burned in a bad way all over the <laughs> mouth. Like it was just horrible. Um, what, what actually what did make it better was I diluted it some. I don't know what I diluted it down to, but I diluted it some, and it made it manageable to be enjoyed in mixed drinks. I couldn't drink it alone, but I was able to put it in my mixed drinks. So the whiskey didn't go to waste. That was the main point. I'm sure that's everyone's primary concern is, oh no, I, the whiskey. That was my concern. <laughs> I didn't want that. Like that was too two liters of whiskey that I didn't want to go to waste. So, so that was round one, uh, a little disappointing, but I persevered and moved on to round two. So I didn't want to run into the same thing that I did with the first round. So I decided to try um, flavoring it a little bit. And actually, Stephen, I got this idea from you. Um, I decided to put Oloroso Sherry in it for flavoring uh, this one was at 18% ABV, added 1.5 liters on March 7th. And the plan was to leave it for about a month. Again, not trying to age the sherry. We're just using the sherry to flavor the whiskey barrel. Well, I have some of that, correct? That's what I have in front of me is that Oloroso sherry. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've given you, I think I've given you a little hint on how this one came out, but uh, go ahead and give it a taste for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, little hint uh, to the people listening at home means he told me that it's bad, and I'm going to drink it now. So, yay. Good luck. <laughs> I have a lot here, so I'm going to be able to try it just over the next several weeks. It smells okay right off the bat. I haven't gotten deep into the nose. Okay. No, honestly, it smells fine. It doesn't smell that oh, crazy. All right. Was it rough on the nose for you? I don't remember it being bad on the nose. Um, it smells like a very sweet wine to me. Okay, good, because it that's what it is. All right, it goes in for the taste. Oh, it, it hits you a little later. At first, it's not as bad. Yeah, yeah. there's a weird... What is that? Dude, I think yeah. that's like the oaky. Oh, God, it's getting worse. The... I know. Uh, <laughs> I want to say molasses, like the bad, the thing I don't like about molasses is in there, maybe. Yeah, I don't oh. know. That is, but okay. Ugh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> yeah, anytime, dude. And uh, yeah, luckily, so... we're able to add this flavor to whiskey now. So that's going to be. I'm. <laughs> Get, get pumped about it. Yeah. Okay. This'll good. Be awesome. This will be, be great. It's, it's going to be fine. It's going to so, be fine. So this terrible flavor was in the barrel and you put some, uh, some quality whiskey in there, huh? Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so again, let it sit for, uh, about a month. Um, pull the sherry out after a month of barreling it. I did bottle the sherry. Um, really didn't use it. I used it sparingly as a, um, like in Manhattans and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, didn't really drink too much of it. Again, the end goal was to just flavor the barrel. Um, and we're hoping that's what we did. So after removing the sherry, I added 1.75 liters of the Bushmills original. And I tasted this 
after 16 days. And Stephen, you have that bottle, don't you? I sure do. Do you not have one? I don't. I drank all of mine. Gotcha. Well, there's another hint. Ah, that's true. So Stephen is pouring the Bushmills that was aged in the sherry flavored barrel for, and this Bushmills was aged for 16 days in it. Um, I will say there's not a huge color difference. Um, I think there's maybe it's it's not darker, but it's like. What do you call it when it's like thicker? It's like more of the same, more like richer, more of the same. Creamier? Color. Oh. No, no, no. The, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, All right. Probably, you probably mean like creme brulee or something, right? Yeah, just say creme brulee. <laughs> when in doubt, say creme brulee. Okay, on the nose, I got a hair. It just flew into my nose, so hazards of smelling whiskey for those at home. With cats, right? Yeah, God. <laughs> hmm. I'm getting the sherry on the nose. Are you? Yeah. Good. Okay. For sure. Cool. Hmm. Definitely. That has an effect for sure. Um good effect or bad effect? I think it's smoother. Than the original okay. Bushmills. Cool. Getting a little bit smoother. A little bit of sweet on the front of the tongue. Um, all in all, positive experiment. Like, successful, I would say. Yeah. So, that's kind of exactly what my notes were. Um, I said it was very smooth. Prominent notes of sherry sitting on the back of the palate. Um, yeah. It was just, it was just like, it was decent, right? That's tasty. So, that's fun. So, then I let it sit for a little bit longer and we are up to, I think we're at 35 days now. I'm pretty sure that's how long I left it in there for. Um, and I tasted it. And my thought was, okay, this has sherry notes. This has oak notes. I don't want any more of either one of those. So now's the time to pull it out of the bottle. So I'm not thinking, oh, this is the best whiskey I've ever tasted. I'm thinking... I don't want any of any more of these notes into it, or it's going to be too much at that point. So, Stephen, you do have a sample of that Bushmills, correct? Yes, I do. It says Bushmills okay. EP barrel finish, and I had to ask Joey, what what's EP? Is this like your your first album? Um, it is Basically. Erringman's <laughs> Pub. Erringman's Pub. Yep, I put that's, EP on that's, it. That's the only EP I prefer. All right, so we've got our Bushmills original. I've got this too. And then we've got the Bushmills that's been aged for 35 days in the sherry-flavored barrel. And Stephen, you've got these as well. What Do you notice anything on the color? Uh, yeah, same kind of thing I was saying before. Um, not necessarily darker, but it's like you added more of the same color food coloring. And it also actually kind of looks clearer. Like, so, like, less, less hazy? Yeah, less hazy. Like, less opaque. Are you seeing okay, that, too? I can see that. I think, yeah, I can, I can see that. I would never guess that you would get that from putting it into a barrel. Into the barrel, yeah. more flavor, less cloudy. I would say, I would say the, uh, the barrel-aged one is more golden than the original. Yes, for sure. A little bit more on the amber side. Um, 
I'm a huge fan of the color. I think it looks better than the original Bushmills. The original yeah, Bushmills yeah. does not have a terribly appealing color to me. It's it's like it's like a dull gold. Dull, color. yeah. I think it's kind of dull. So. And um all right, so should we go in for a taste of the original Bushmill Bushmills? Yes, let's do it. So we can get our base. Yep. I'll tell you on the nose, I just nosed it. A little bit prickly. Um and I think that's a a common note for me for Bushmills because I've had red bush too. I feel like it's got some some spiciness to it. Uh, the pot still spices to okay. it. That's a little bit harsher than I prefer, but it's your favorite. So I think that's a pretty good balance between the two of us on Bushmills. It, it is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that Bushmills original. It's it's a simple, delightful whiskey at a great price point. And I'll just add. A bottle of regular Bushmills is twenty dollars. Yeah. So, for 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 a cheap Irish whiskey, this one is super solid. Also, I hadn't uh, mentioned. I meant to mention this to you. Um, for my dollar, although um the um I'm already countering my point before I made it. <laughs> Powers, you can get it for twenty three, sometimes like twenty six or twenty seven, and I'm disappointed because yep. it also goes for twenty three. Um, yeah. I feel like I'd rather grab uh, a bottle of Powers. So Fair enough. Powers is delicious. My uh, that's my uh, my bargain bottle. I recently okay. decided on it. Nice, but yeah, this is tasty, and it's a a full mouth flavor. I feel like it's mm-hmm. relatively consistent around the mouth. Yep. So, all right, you ready to go in for the Erringman's Pub Barrel Aged? Yes, I'm so ready. All right, what are you getting on the nose, first of all? I think it's smoother. I think it, um, a little bit less of the spicy prickliness on my nose. Dude, I get, like, popcorn. Do you get popcorn? No, you're having a stroke. No, no, it's popcorn. <laughs> oh, okay, well, it might be popcorn. I'm not getting popcorn. I think that's the oak. I For some reason, I always, like, get oak and popcorn. Do you burn a lot of popcorn? Sometimes. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. It's a little bit of a charred finish, and uh, charred oak to you is just reminds you of burnt popcorn, just like Grandma used to make. Yeah, my grandma made the best burnt popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Grandma. I love you. You never made burnt popcorn. Does she listen to this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. She might not know what a podcast is. We were just is. having a conversation about how your mom was trying to figure out her email for her. <laughs> If she's yeah, listening yeah. to this podcast but can't get logged into her email. <laughs> no, Stephen, the email is broken. <laughs> Didn't it update? Like, it updated, and so I she's like, so. it's broken. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, the other note I got on this whiskey was I think I got a little bit of caramel on it. Yeah. Well, as soon as something's uh, aged in a sherry barrel, I... um. I search for that right away. So I, yeah. I think I'm finding it because I'm searching for it. Fair. All right. You ready to go for a taste? Oh, yeah. I'll do this. Slancha. Oh, that didn't work at all. There we go. <laughs> Run a Zoom call so I had to clink my own glasses. Or no, no. This is on Squadcast. Thank you, Squadcast, for allowing us to host this podcast episode. We didn't need to do that. They're not sponsoring. 
Hey, Squadcast, <laughs> if you want a better shout out than that, this could be the uh, Erringman's Pub Squadcast edition. Oloroso Sherry Barrel finish. But it's not. So reach out to us. Uh, hit us up on Erringman's Pub on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Squadcast is listening. Yeah, yeah, they're one of the... Never mind, I'm not even going to say how many. All right. <laughs> this is so tasty. It changed All right. so much between 16 days and what is this, 30? 35. 35. It yeah. changed so much in that 20 days. It's crazy, right? It's so sweet. It's I love sweet whiskeys. You're, this is why it was my idea to put sherry in there, because I love yeah. it. Mm. Oh, man. I'm shocked at how much, like even even just a month, how much this whiskey has changed compared to the Bushmills original. Actually, even tasting, there's a lot of that sherry in here. Mm. Wow, it's crazy how much more it pulled out of the barrel because it was in the wood and it pulled it out of the wood. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, because on the second taste, I actually made the connection between this and the. Uh, the sherry that I just tasted, it's the same flavor, just with some delicious whiskey in there. Gotcha. Like I found that flavor in there. And That's it sits so cool. on it sits on the back of my tongue for a little bit longer too. Oh yeah, it's a long finish. It's so creamy. I this is delightful, Joey. This is a success. I I'm glad I had one success. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean the fir- you can't have a success on your first go round. You learned. You uh, stepped it up, and it came through. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Happy to share it. Yeah, between all the samples I dished out, I've got one uh, one bottle of seven fifty mil left for me. So that's we'll see how good. long that lasts. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, you got to keep that for when people come over and. They're like, oh, wow, you got a lot here. And you'd be like, yeah, I started making my own. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, I don't want any. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Try it. No, 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 really, it's good. <laughs> no, here, I'll, I'll call my friend. Steve, Steven, talk talk to them. Tell them that the whiskey I made is good. <laughs> Tell them how good it is. <laughs> no, just listen to my podcast. They're short episodes. Just listen to the whole episode right here while I watch you. And then you can try it. <laughs> Uh, so I don't, Steven, I don't know about you, but I have a new appreciation for aging whiskey. Now, if you let it just sit for a little bit too long, man, you can destroy a whole barrel. And that's what astounds me with like, like the Middleton distillery that just produces so much Jameson. Like if you let a barrel sit for a little bit too long, that's like 280 bottles that you can't fill. God, I wonder how often that happens. Yeah, I don't know, man. It can't, it can't never happen. They're doing experiments and stuff there. Like, they, I bet they lose barrels every year. They're just like, oh, I that didn't... was too much. And they, they got to go. Yeah, and I think you said at one point when we were discussing this episode where they might lose, like, could they lose a whole rickhouse or maybe like a whole row of barrels or something like that because they're doing the same thing with that row? I have no, like, that's the crazy thing. I have no idea. It's so complicated. They must be testing them, but it'd be so difficult to test them because they're stacked so high. Well, yeah. And on top of that, like, and again, I don't know whiskey warehouse logistics, but I would be shocked if they were testing each barrel. Well, 
they're not doing it every day. I doubt they're doing it every week. They might Maybe do it every, every year. Month. Yeah, I mean, picturing still, it every but... year is crazy logistics. That their yeah. warehouses were huge, and they had a bunch of warehouses. Yep. No idea. No idea how they're yeah, doing it. I don't either. But they're doing it, and they're doing it well. So I can't. I bet we could find somebody to be on this podcast that could tell us about whiskey barrel aging logistics because now i never considered it before and now it actually sounds crazy interesting yeah yeah i wish we would have asked those questions when we were in middleton we were too giddy because they was driving us to whiskey we were were in a (laughs) golf cart going to whiskey (laughs) like let's be friends with the guy who drive in the golf cart (laughs) so yeah whole new appreciation for whiskey because I definitely destroyed an entire batch on my first go. <laughs> and still drank it. And the, well, yeah. Well, classic gonna... Joey again. Anyway. Classic Joey. <laughs> uh, this was a fun episode, man. This was yeah. so cool. So that, that wraps it up, Stephen. Thanks for being on the show again and hanging out with the hanging on to those samples so that we could do this episode. I've been hanging on to these for months, I think. I think you yeah, gave probably. them to me like pre-shutdown and i'm like oh i guess i'll just wait until like we're together or something i don't know they've just been sitting there because i didn't have an occasion and so now we have it and fair enough thank god i'm gonna be sipping on all of these and honestly even the sherry one i'm probably gonna like come back at it again (laughs) good luck thanks uh thank you everyone for tuning in to on the nose we'll be back in two weeks with another episode Follow me on Instagram at Aaron's Pub. And if you have any questions, feel free to slide into the DMs. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, thanks for having me. And remember, everyone, uh, laws and stuff. Oh, that was very insightful. Yep. I appreciate That's that. That's my new catchphrase, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and whether you're sitting around a fire or sitting up, setting up a Zoom call, the best whiskey is always shared with friends. Thanks, everyone. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son. There's no wrong way to consume alcohol.